3, 2, 1. This is the D-Bad Movement. You are listening to the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast, episode 27. With me, John Gilbert. Me, Ian Thompson. And me, Alex King. Alex King. Alex King is a lady who once did a Ouija board with me in a Blackburn Beverly airport <laughs> transport plane inside mm. a Napoleon fort. We did. Really? And yeah. Ian Thompson once had a spooky experience in Ghoul. I mean, when that time we walked in that bar and it was just like playing disco music and there was no customers uh, and yeah. we just walked out again. Yeah. Wasn't our scene, was it? No, it wasn't. So we went back to the other bar in Ghoul. It doesn't take long to do a pub crawl in that town, so it turns out. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about Ghoul in that sense. We're not talking about Blackburn Beverly Aircrafts, because I can barely say it. What we're talking about today is the supernatural. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Right, okay. Enjoyed doing that <laughs> yeah. more than I expected. <laughs> right. If I ever do like encounter a ghost, I hope that's what they say. Just Ooh, John. Ooh. <laughs> Turns out we are real along. Ooh. <laughs> it's just like having a really camp cheerleader with you all the time. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't they, they don't portray ghosts quite like that in Hollywood. But yeah, so we're talking about the supernatural, which as I've alluded to, includes ghosts or anything that cannot be explained by science. Mm. Ian, off air you had an explanation for all of this that kind of summed it all up about the whole debate around the supernatural. A scientific explanation. Mm. Before I tell you my um, my explanation, can I just say that something spooky's happened? I what? just left the room to pop to the toilet briefly and my wireless has changed from Zizel 5C <laughs> 8F 5G to wireless N and now my internet connection is unstable. So just give me uh, 10 seconds just to switch over Wi-Fi signals. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's paused. And here I am, I'm back. They're fucking with him. There we go, so there we go, like, yeah. Who can explain that? <laughs> it just can't be. It was a supernatural experience. It was. But cannot be explained by science. No, yeah. yeah. So we posted and asked the D-Bad community their experiences and opinions of dickheadery in relation to Supernatural. And mm. you can tell some people are really into this. Yeah, we've had a lot of comments. We've had one from Nathan Major. So he said, anyone who believes some sort of supernatural drivel and spouts it as fact, I'm a logical man. If it can't be explained by science, it probably isn't real. If you want to hold seances and convince yourself that you're talking to your dead dog or what have you, then fine. But don't go and tell people that you have a little bit psychic and taking advantage of vulnerable people in mourning. I'd love to speak to Totem. I would. <laughs> so, obviously, Nathan doesn't believe in anything sort of supernatural. That's a great way to start off the podcast, isn't it? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's have a message from a real killjoy. <laughs> right, OK. Firstly... Right, I I think it's wonderful that you want to speak to Totem, yes. and if you want, I'll try and channel him now. Okay. Wow. Ooh, Ian, <laughs> I'm happy in canine heaven. Oh, good. Ooh, Aww. woof woof. Yeah. Ooh, uh, uh, uh. Oh, I'm back again. Did anything <laughs> weird happen? No, no. Other than like... the Wi-Fi changing. <laughs> See, how did that make you feel now that you know that Totem? Fine. Well, yeah, it's. It's nice, yeah. So was there really any harm done there? 
I don't think so. I think Nathan Major's a killjoy. Well, I mean, what he's saying is that he doesn't believe in supernatural. Yeah. And that's fair. But he then says that's fine. It's just he thinks it's dickheadery when they are taking advantage of vulnerable people in mourning. Mm. I mean, taking advantage of people at any time of the day is bad. So have any of you ever been to see a psychic? No. Okay. No. Ooh. What does that mean? <laughs> so thanks for listening. And remember, everyone... <laughs> to see one but my friend's mum she believes in all that stuff but I am open I'm open to it I, I do think it's dickheadery if it was to take advantage of vulnerable people in the morning that is dickheadery I think it was vulnerable people in morning not the morning was it a callback to my joke that nobody laughed at did I yeah, say in, the morning yeah, yeah you said the morning once it's 12 midday do what the fuck you want <laughs> yeah I mean it's, it's a completely fair point Alex you shouldn't be taking <laughs> advantage of vulnerable people in the morning but neither well, should you be just in walk the it afternoon up. I mean yeah mm. <laughs> So we've had a comment from Georgina Garten and she said, some friends and I did a Ouija board when I was about 11. It said we would die and it frightened us so much we barely slept for weeks. <laughs> Eventually we destroyed the letters and smashed the glass. Our fears destroyed oh. with it. Although I have never messed with a Ouija board again, I do believe there is something out there. I do find a comfort in that there. She finds a comfort in the fact that someone's <laughs> telling her she's going to die. I mean, there's no doubt she is going to die, but hopefully not for a long while. Uh, um, like, it's like something out of a horror movie, Georgina. I like that it's sort of the fears destroyed with the um, smashed glass. Well, she, no, well, she actually said, and the glass smashed. They didn't smash it. The oh. spirit smashed it. As a child of the 80s, coming off the back of the exorcist and, and so on, like Ouija boards were rite of passage. You all were trying to summon the spirits and... Yeah, they never really worked, but it was always a bit of a laugh. But what Georgina's experienced there is a negative energy. So it's an evil spirit. Yeah. The people who are trying to contact ghosts generally are not trying to raise evil spirits, are they? I don't think. No. I mean, why would you want to? Other than to have a funny story. When I was 11, we incarnated an evil spirit. Three of my friends died. (laughs) (laughs) So my in-laws do believe in ghosts. Because they have an experience that when my sister-in-law was a baby, her grandma died soon after she was born. And one night when they were in their flat, they'd put the baby to bed and they'd gone back downstairs. And then they just heard this like thundering, thumping on a door upstairs. And they thought that there's like a burglar intruding. Of course, they'd left the baby up there on its own. So they went running straight upstairs to check that it was okay. Couldn't see anything. But when they checked on the baby, she was choking on her vomit so they were able to find her like stop her from dying basically so they believe that that was the spirit of the recently passed grandma who had come to warn the the living souls that the baby was needed and that she was watching over her for the benefit of the podcast ian's face is like i want to say it's bullshit but am i allowed to say that (laughs) yeah i mean that's good that's a good outcome (laughs) But, but they're saying it happened People all the time are telling that they've had these supernatural experiences, but yet we generally disbelieve them. In fact, I was doing some research on this. So these are YouGov polls. 34% of people in the UK believe in ghosts, whereas only 32% believe that there is a God. I know it's not like top trumps between ghosts and God, but it's not uncommon for people to believe in these things. What's the difference between a ghost and a ghoul? Um, There's only two pubs in ghoul. (laughs) 
Whereas ghosts is just well stocked up with spirits. Nice. I think a ghoul is a type of ghost. So there are okay. different types of ghosts. So you have your poltergeist who moves, who moves things. things around. And then you've got a ghost is meant to be linked to a particular area. So they can't really go anywhere. It's just like a remnant of the past. Something hasn't quite passed over. So a trace of them remains. Whereas things like evil spirits apparently can move around. They, they tend to haunt people. So if you've got a malevolent spirit that's after you and you move to another house, the ghost can follow you, uh, the spirit will follow you there. Whereas a ghost wouldn't be able to. You know far too much about this. Well, the thing is, right, I'm a type of dickhead because I, I just so want to believe. I want to believe. I was fascinated by ghosts as a child. I like the idea that when we die, that's not the end of it. I feel like I'm one of the people that's always looking for evidence I mean, don't get me wrong, Ian's Wi-Fi connection changing over, I don't think that's evidence of an afterlife. Huh? But I do believe that we don't understand everything there is to understand about science. And what I do understand about quantum mechanics is not extensive, of course, but if you talk to my dad about supernatural, he's, he doesn't believe in ghosts and so on. But uh, as a man of science, he, he will say, well, yeah, it is actually theoretically possible. Mm. Because there's so much we don't understand about space and time. Why wouldn't there be other things out there? I mean, not particularly entertaining, but this is becoming much of a deeper podcast than I expected. Emma Chloe has written in on Facebook. She says, at my parents' house, we have a right dickhead of a ghost. So, I mean, it sounds perfect for this podcast. When me and my brother were teenagers, my mum was convinced we were putting water on her bed to wind her up. Sounds like she's just pissing herself. And uh, kept telling us off for this, which we honestly didn't do. It wasn't the dog either, as it didn't smell of wee. So they've got their nose right in there. <laughs> That's a paranormal investigation, Ian. That's yeah. what you need to do. It wasn't until my brother, who had a high-raised bed, also started encountering having a wet bed before he would go to bed. <laughs> and I had a similar experience with my bunk bed, which my mum then realised it wasn't us. Whatever it was... We would lift our duvets and pour water on the mattress and we wouldn't notice until we were going to bed. My stepdad did not believe in ghosts, etc. And it wasn't until one night when they were asleep in bed and my stepdad got stabbed, wait for it, by a needle in the middle of the night. Neither of them saw or even have anything like this. And woke up to something knocking on their wooden headboard. <laughs> Now this ghost keeps hiding his stuff around the house, especially tools made for his models, which are all kept upstairs. Uh, we're learning so much here. And putting them in random places like the cutlery drawer. So uh, putting them in, in places where you might put tools. Uh, such a dickhead. I'll be honest, I sort of thought there was going to be an outcome of that story that explained it all to us. <laughs> I think the, wait, has, the, the ghost is real. The, the ghost is. Um, he's got issues. He's got bedwetting issues. This ghost. He stabbed someone. I mean, stabbing someone's pretty. That's that's that's. <laughs> Emma Chloe. I mean, you're, you're a regular contributor to the show, so I don't, I don't want to um, to alienate you in any way. But you spent a lot of time talking about the water in the bed, which I agree is was weird. But then the needle <laughs> stabbed your stepfather. Kind of got glossed over. Yeah. I mean, what? And they don't have needles in the house. He was stabbed by a ghost. He was stabbed by a ghost. I mean, it's one thing wet in my bed. But... Yeah. So this ghost has gone from, like, mild prankster to attempted murder, and now he just hides little... I mean, what I can only describe are probably little tiny hammers for, for, for toy train sets or something, and he hides them in a reasonably appropriate tool drawer. What a dickhead! 
this this girl's just this is really me. tickled me <laughs> no, you hadn't, you hadn't moved on to doing that yet. <laughs> That's the next level. What's he going to come back with, though? Because he seems to go from minor pranks to quite serious things. Like, next he's going to, like, I don't know, like, bring home some uranium or something like that. <laughs> but then the day after that, do you know what he did? He melted my chocolate. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> what a dickhead. Wow, so there we go. I mean, he does sound like a dickhead, the girls, to be honest. But I think some of that goes beyond dickheadery. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> what a complex personality. I mean, he's maybe the ghost of Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I mean, I'm not only, I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing with you and actually I'm crying. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm somebody who um, is famous, not famously, but is well known amongst people I know as being emotionally dead. So the fact that that story's made me cry is quite a triumph. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. I mean, I don't know how we follow that, to be honest. <laughs> well, we can follow it with the, the words of Rachel Emma Bauer. Two things that make me laugh. One, why are ghosts always from the Victorian era? No ghosts wearing flares are mentioned. And why do people not always mention ghost animals? You never hear of a ghost caterpillar, do you? This is oh, true. No. But I mean, how would you know? I mean, because caterpillars can't speak. In the Victorian era, it was quite common for people to introduce themselves into a situation by going whereas to our knowledge caterpillars have never done that that's why you wouldn't know would you you see a ghost animal that's what i say and then she said psychics for someone who declares that they can speak to the dead they can also tell you what you did that day what you will do in the future what your cat's called lots of skills like that hmm now, actually, I know where she's coming from on that, but we're talking here about mediums, and there's three types of mediums. Did you know that? No. No. There are three types of medium. So there's the precognition. The precognition are the ones who say they can see the future. Retrocognition are the ones who can see the past. And then remote viewing, who are the ones that can see things that are happening now, but in a different location. Have you ever been to a medium? No. I have once. But it was a right dickhead experience, and I don't recommend it. Because a couple of things happened. So this was a top of a pub uh, event. There was there was a few psychics there, and you kind of, it was a bit like a speed dating kind of thing. And you'd move along and speak to the different psychic who would give you another piece of good or bad news about what was going on in your life. And they really engaged my sister-in-law, same sister-in-law who reputedly was saved by a ghost, about her newborn child. They channeled one a, a deceased relative who had comments to make about the child, which were all how proud they are and so on, and then said but never let him go in a red car. And then kind of disappeared again. Wow. So to this day, I mean, he's 15 now. He's never been in a red car. Really? Because we don't know what's going to happen in there. And then this is the same psychic that later on that evening told me, oh, and you're going to die in Canada and there'll be a wheel involved. Oh, wow. Maybe it's that red car that the kid drives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the things are linked. But the thing is, being told that I'm going to die in Canada, it might make you think, well, Denver goes, I've never been to Canada, not because of the I'd fear I'd like of to dying. go to Canada. I won't be inviting you. And then what if everything is planned? Maybe. I'm not sure that I've, I've got such a key role to play in the master plan, unless maybe the D-Bad movement does become the global phenomena that which we hope it will be. So your end game is that we get to plan out everyone's lives. <laughs> decide when they're going to die. Yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't sign up for that. It sounds like an awful lot of hard work. What do you think the church of dickheadery is all about, Ian? If it's not about preordaining everybody else's existence? Come on, think big. I've had supernatural experiences that I 
believe I may have brought upon myself. One of them was a few years ago, I had a dream that a man who I'd not seen for years, who used to live next door to me, died. And I found out soon afterwards that he did die that night. And so he died when I was dreaming about him dying. Oh, wow. I had a dream. You sure you didn't sleepwalk? Well, if you want to spoil the joke, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that? And then I found a video of me choking him in his sleep. <laughs> no, I didn't sleepwalk. I mean, that would have been a better story, wouldn't it, if it turned out in the twist that I'd killed the man. Ian, have you ever been ghost hunting? Um, I have. Been, I've been on a ghost walk once before in Edinburgh. How did that go? It was all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's just the usual, you know, they show you around and someone jumps out at the end and, and rouse you. <laughs> it's quite interesting from a historical thing. Actually, talking of ghost walks, one of my friends, when he was a lot younger, he used to work at, at Flamingoland, which is like a theme park near us. And um, he used to work in the haunted house. And it was at the same time that he just started teaching but he was only teaching like part-time. So to boost up his money, he used to also drive up to Flamingoland and work a few days there because it was good fun. So he used to go up and we used to call him a, a rah man because his job was jumping out on people and going rah when they walked around the haunted house. It was basically like a ghost walk. I remember doing it, it was brilliant. Through a house, yeah. Anyway, he was once doing it and he used to like hide in this bedroom in a cupboard and when they walked through there, he'd jump out and chase them. And one day he jumped out and like, rawr! And they turned round and they were like, all right, sir. And there was a school trip on from the school he taught at. <laughs> so was he not in costume? Yes, he was in costume, but he had his face showing. Because ah. it was really, really, really dark in there. So there wasn't a whole lot of light. So you didn't really have to dress up that much. It was more about just like having someone chase them. So he would dress up, but 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 he wouldn't necessarily have his face covered. But he so, wasn't yeah. so dark that they couldn't immediately identify him. It <laughs> yeah, sounded yeah. like a very casual wear. Yeah, yeah. And then unless they just recognised his voice, maybe when he came in to lesson every day, it's like me looking at of mice and men today. <laughs> <laughs> You've got detention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would love to do a job like that because I think there's something about the fascination with the supernatural and frightening people, whether that's like telling a ghost story to kids to, to scare them. Like, I mean, it's such a weird thing to do, but yet people do it all the time. We tried to do it at a Halloween party a few years ago and we built up the atmosphere. There's maybe about 20 of us there. And we, we dropped the music, dropped the lights and just by candlelight, I told them the story of Mary Worth and how she was a, a lady that worked and looked after babies just in the children's hospital, just up the road from where we were, and how she went crazy and started trying to kill the children. And they, they managed to stop her and they, there were fire broke out and she died and so on. But you could, on Halloween, you could summon Mary Worth. But the only way that you would do that would be to, to take the candle and go off into the bathroom and look into the mirror and say three times, I don't believe in Mary Worth. I don't believe in Mary Worth. And on the third time, I don't believe in Mary Worth. She would leap out of the mirror and claw out your eyes. Okay. So now we were all challenged at this party to go off and to do that. So I went off first, did it. She didn't appear and claw my eyes out. My brother, whose house it was at the party, he went and did it. Didn't claw his eyes. And anyway, after we all went one by one. And then the people that we didn't know quite so well, they would eventually join in and go and do it. So what we did is we caused some distractions in this. And... On one occasion of going into the room, my brother hid in the bathroom. And the idea was 
that when somebody went in and they said they don't believe in Mary Wear three times, he would jump out from behind the shower curtain and rah them, much like your claw their eyes teaching out. Collie, claw their eyes out, yes, of course. And all was fine. And then so we were really pleased because there was a girl who none of us had met before, a friend's girlfriend. But then just as she was going in, she said, oh, I'm glad it's Margot because I really need to go to the toilet. <laughs> So then went in and bef- and then before doing the Mary Worth call into the mirror, sat down and, and, and had a wee and then went in the mirror and did the, the Mary Worth. And on the third Mary Worth, my brother jumped out and went, ah, like that. And she went, ah, and it frightened her. Followed by a second shriek when she realised that he'd been like inches away from her while she was having a wee. Anyway, good job she didn't have a poo. That would have been really, really embarrassing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the, the prank in many ways actually ended up better than we expected in that yeah. she was absolutely mortified as well as being frightened. That was pretty much dickheadery. Yeah, I'd say that falls under it. So I've I've been ghost hunting three times. Three times? Oh, haven't you been with Alex once? Yeah, I've been. Yeah, just the once I've been with John. Yeah, well, you see, and, and who invited you along to that? This decade. Right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, because I really want to believe the first time I went ghost hunting was a gift, a Groupon gift, if you remember that, for my birthday. And we went to Dudley Castle. And because it was Groupon, there was loads and loads of people there and it was quite crap. However, cried with laughter so many times during that night. It was great fun. Uh, I did get singled out, though, from 100 people when the medium was giving the speech at the beginning. She went, oh, some of you in this room have got psychic powers this gentleman here and singled me out from the people which of course I absolutely loved because I wanted to believe and something did happen that night which I cannot explain I had a conversation with a dead man through his pendulum and he was like yes no and it would swing in different directions whether it was yes or no and I swear to God I, I was not <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is the way you reach my spirit take hold of my pendulum <laughs> then I went to the Grey Street in Hull, where there were some right dickheads on that ghost hunt because they turned up really pissed and they kind of spoiled it. That wasn't me, by the way. It's one of those stories <laughs> where... I think I might be able to get through this episode without a story about when I was drunk and did something inappropriate. That sounds like it could have been Alex. Yeah, but one of the things that that place is famous for being, like, one of the most haunted houses in the UK, but if you go in every room, they've got, like, creepy dolls, like, nailed to the walls, and it was all, like, set up like a cheap horror movie, so that kind of spoiled it. We did have an encounter with a ghost, but that was my spirit that follows me around messing about again. But, Alex, you came along um, when we went to Fort mm. Paul, and it was a long night where absolutely nothing happened for hours and Yeah, hours and it was hours. very cold. But we tried, didn't we? We did. We, we tried to summon we the really spirits. We really did. But then as, at the end of the evening, it ended up with quite a surreal experience of me being placed in a straight jacket and blindfolded <laughs> and just left on my own in the haunted cell, which is reputed to the one that was so scary that a man killed himself. Oh. So um, I got volunteered yeah. to sit to do that. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. A bit creepy that, wasn't it? I was just a bit taken aback at why you needed the straight jacket on. Um, I guess it added to the... So I can't get away from the ghosts. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit extreme, I suppose, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it added to... We're talking about it now, so added to the experience. Yeah. Otherwise, nothing would have really happened. Well, the ghost did push me to the floor, if you remember. <laughs> yeah. it, it took 45 minutes of goading a spirit to knock me over before <laughs> I ended up on the floor. Was it also 45 minutes of drinking hard liquor? <laughs> no, there was no, no, no drinking involved <laughs> at all. I left that night believing in ghosts. I don't know. Worn off. <laughs> Worn yeah. off. My enthusiasm for the afterlife has uh, waned since then. So 
So we talked a lot about the supernatural there, and I've said that I really want to believe in these things. If I'm honest, deep down, I'm, I don't think I do. But I, it does wind me up when somebody who does believe in this kind of stuff is immediately shot down by somebody else who just goes, yeah, we saw a load of bollocks, innit? It's not real. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you wouldn't do that if they, they followed Islam or something, well, you might, but something like that. I mean, this is just something that they believe. So just because they can't prove it doesn't mean that we don't have faith in things. Many of the fields of science, it's very difficult to actually prove them, but we have faith that the scientists' calculations all make sense. So why why dash that away from somebody, Ian? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, this podcast hasn't done anything to change my mind. Well, we're not trying to convince the listeners that I mean, that, 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 that ghost of Emma Chloe sounds like a right dickhead, but <laughs> failing that, you know, then... Yeah, but maybe you'll think about sort of outing someone straight away when they say they've had an experience or... Oh, right, OK, yeah. Yeah, be yeah. more accepting. So what have we learned through this, then? We've, we've learned that really there are opposing views on hmm. ghosts, and if you're listening to this thinking the supernatural is just a lot of bollocks, right, <clears> that's fine, you're entitled to that opinion, but remember that one in three people say that they do believe in ghosts, and I think that we should respect that. And if you do encounter a ghost, make sure that you remember the story and share that story, but expect that people are going to call bullshit on you. And if you're listening to this and you're dead, just go for it. Go for it. If you can't be a dickhead at any point, I mean, we should, it's what we're all about. We're only trying to help people's behaviour around dickheadery when they're alive. When you're dead, do what you Mm. want. Go needle crazy. (laughs) I like the idea of like, Dickheadery, but only mild dickheadery of like moving people's furniture around in general inconveniences. Keep doing it, showing us that there is yeah. an afterlife. But try not to mess about with my Wi-Fi signal. Because <laughs> that is beyond dickheadery. <laughs> That's been Supernatural. I've been John Gilbert. I've been Ian Thompson. I've been Alex King. And whether you're living or dead, ooh, remember, don't, don't be a dickhead! Be a dickhead.